I'm Nick Baldridge from the Four Amusement Only EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast. What's that sound? It's Greg and George from the SNES Podcast. Super NES Podcast, episode number 82, coming at you this time. Uh, wow, we're getting up there. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of lose track sometimes, like how long we've been doing something, but uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, um, I'm Greg, uh, joined as always by George. Hi. Hello. Um, and uh, we are doing another another uh, listener's just episode uh, for... Uh, 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 for you in this uh, uh, podcast, um, because they, um, we kind of felt bad over the fact that we kind of bashed the game that the um, you know the first game that this guy suggested. So uh, we want to try to uh, cover something that we hopefully can say a few more positive things about this time around. Was it bashing uh, or was it being honest? Well, I, I, I well, it was probably a little bit of both. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd probably like to say like. Um, you know, it's like some of both, but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so I, uh, so Andrew Coed uh, suggested that we look at the episode, um, you know, Super NES podcast of Doom in our last uh, last episode, um, and and uh, another game that he uh, another game that he suggested that he had a much more positive positive opinion about uh, was uh, like the port of an arc- like the port of an obscure ar- ar- arcade ar- ar- arcade game by Capcom uh, called King of Dragons. Um, and you know, this is this is you know, this is another one of those titles that t- t- titles are kind of like you know, kind of kind of is easy, kind of easy to forget about. Um, especially in my case, I could be in this game confused with King Dragon Pass, which is a very good a um, uh, PC based uh, simulation game that's like a, you're totally underrated. So um, not a very like memorable name, but a, um, but a, hey, <laughs> uh, like it is what it is. So. Um, this is the first time George and I, George and I played this game, um, and even though, um, and you know, even though this game came out in the arcades during the time period when I was hanging out in arcades quite a bit, it dates back to, it dates back to 1991. Um, I totally missed this game. Um, it's just, it, you, you know, apparently, you, you, apparently, was not a very popular or, or attributed game, even though this game came out during a time in which, in which hack and slash games were very, very popular. Um, during the early '90s, there were two, you know, there were two genres that really were exploding, you know, exploding like in the arcades. There was the, there was the, you know, there was this genre, and there's also the uh, the fighting game, which Capcom, by the way, was a leader like in both of those. Um, so it's like, uh, 
Yeah, I yeah I knew nothing about this game, but uh, it certainly reminds me. It certainly reminds me like about a bunch of other games, um, uh, which will, you know which we'll get into here like in a little bit. So uh, this game this game took a few years to come on the Super NES. Uh, um, um, it, um, it got released in Japan in March 1994, and then North America, uh, North America in, in April. Uh, then the next month, never got a power release, like as far as I can tell. Um, and this game only came out in the Super NES. That's the only home port available. Home port available of it. Uh, the arcade version of the game has been included in a couple of Capcom's collections uh, recently. Uh, that's available in both the Capcom Classics Collection Volume Number Two, uh, like for the like for the PlayStation and. For for the uh, um, uh, sorry uh, PS2 and Xbox, it's also on the Capcom's Classic Collection Reloaded for the PSP. So um, yeah, just the fact this is the only this is the only home port of the game. It just more just more proof that this game is not super popular. Um, kind of, you know, kind of surprised you've got a Super NES port to be honest with you, but um, that version of the game is not very common either, which we're talking about here toward the end, like we get into pricing. But um, anyway, um, you know. You know, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of hack and slash games. Uh, some people kind of, um, you know, defensively call them like you know, fight and go right games, but yeah, that's all essentially essentially they're doing. But I suppose it's because I grew up during the, I grew up in arcade during the time period when this kind of game was like very very popular. You had the you had the TMT games by Konami. Uh, you had like you had also you you had also the, you had also by, by by Capcom the Dungeon Dragons games. Uh, you had a go. You, you played Golden Axe, the Golden Axe franchise from a um, uh, uh, like from Sega. I'll play the uh, Knights of the Round, which we looked at way back when in episode two of this podcast. Um, they're you know they're all like pretty similar games, and like you know like and you know Knight and King Dragons is you, you know like no exception. Maybe that's why I'm, um, you know you know maybe. It's, yeah, maybe it's one reason the game really didn't like, stand out. They stand out. They stand out like all that well. Um, I think you mean more of a beat 'em up than a hack and slash. Well, you're kind of doing elements of both. Uh, you know, I was going to say there are some elements. There are some elements like with the beat 'em up genre, like in your present too. So, um, um, how do you feel about games like this, like Ilk, George, Peter George? Because I don't think we've covered one of these yet on the podcast, like where you've been uh, uh, like on here with me. I'm trying to think, and I think you might be right, but uh, I like these games. I like okay. beating them ups and hack and slashes. Uh, I wouldn't call it a hack and slash, honestly. It's more of a beat em up. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you are doing a lot of button mashing, but there's like, you know, but there's some. Uh, there's, you know, are, you so saying, are you saying beat em ups are only button mashers? Ah. Uh, hmm. Well, beat em ups require <laughs> kind of like more strategic uh, button button pushing, I think. Whereas, like, you know, you know, whereas for me, at least, hack and slash is just like, you know, like, you know, you know, uh, like the quarter muncher. Uh, the game's, you know, the game designed to suck as much money out of you as possible, like in the arcades. Uh, where it is possible to be able to beat the game on just a few, uh, beat the game on just a few, um, you know, you know, on just a few credits, like, become really, 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 really good at it. Hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, it's a fine line. You and I could probably, like, debate that, uh, you know, like, the cow come home, but the point stands. You know, I, you know, I think we're both right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, have you played, um, so, so, have you, so, 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 you've obviously, um, well, I should, well, I say obviously, I, I'm assuming, you, so, so, I'm assuming you played at least the Turtles games, like, Konami, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Have you, 
Have you played other games from Capcom? Uh, like this, like type, like you know, like, for example, like Dungeon Dragon games, or like you know, like um, uh, or, uh, or, uh, or Magic Sword, or like Knights of the Round. Nothing's coming to mind right now, but I might have played one of them. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So uh, this game is pretty typical, as you're t- uh, uh, typical for games like this type, like we've seen before. Um, there's 16 levels in the game, which sounds like a lot. But some of these stages like are very, very short. Uh, oh, very short. Yes. Yes. So the so the so the length of this like so the um, the length of stages varies wildly, which is kind of surprising. Um, but you know, all in all, this game's this game's average average playing time is right about par for games this type. Um, you can go through the whole game in like 45, 60 minutes. That sounds about right. Yeah. So um, it's definitely you know, one of those games where you want to bring in a friend. Oh yeah, I mean like you know like. Uh, so we'll talk about this later on, but you know, all in all, I think this game because I have to play this game in Mame first to get a hang, uh, uh, you know, to get a hang on, uh, um, hang on it before I play the Super NES version. Uh, this game is a very, very good port from the arcade game. But one of the differences they had to make, of course, where of course was that the arcade game allowed for like a lot of like a lot of like a lot of, like a lot of, a lot of four people simultaneously. Four people? NES, I read yeah. three. Um, did I did I read wrong, or was the pl- wherever I read was that wrong? Because I read us, three. Yeah, one of us is obviously wrong here. Let me let me. Look <laughs> well, that's quick. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I could have sworn I saw that it was three. Let me let me let me look at the arc. Let, let me look like the arcade version, like real quick. Let's see. Uh, oh, you're correct. I'm sorry. I assumed I assumed it was four because most games of this type do allow four. Nope. Three. You were just making sure I was paying attention. It's all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so okay. Uh, so yeah, the Super Nintendo version only supports two players because for some reason they never released, for some reason they never released a multi-tap like like, like the system. Whereas the NES have a millennia, uh, 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 the, the, the Genesis had one. So. I couldn't. I, you know, honestly, I couldn't think of a, a time where I ever had more than one one other person with me to play an SNES game. So um, I remember uh, I remember playing you on the NES uh, like a. You know, like the four people, uh, because something like whatever, like a multi-tap. But uh, um, uh, I played Game Boy games in the past. Uh, in the past, uh, past like uh, in the past, uh, two other four people uh, are connected. But see, that was a um, very rare thing for me too. Mm, I never yeah. really connected more than two people. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, well, yeah. There's not really very many. Yeah. There's really, there's really not very. There's really not that many games that's where like three, uh, are, are three or four people. Yeah, that's true too. That, you know, especially when it comes like your know, home versions, but you know, plus also, plus also the fact that Super NES, as powerful as powerful Super NES was, uh, was and Super NES did get some, very, uh, and the Super NES did get some very, very good arcade ports. The, the hardware was still, the hardware was still limited, uh, and not as powerful as, uh, like the arcade hardware. So I think, so, so, uh, so, I think so, so I think two people was probably the max the system could probably could, 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 could probably handle, like handle anyway. So, but uh, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so, uh, title screen, you're able to support one or two people, as we were just talking about. You can also, uh, I mean, you can also select, um, you can also select the, uh, uh, the controls, so you flex, flex, you the buttons, which I would say very nice. Uh, controls are pretty standard, like, the game this type. You have one button to attack, uh, I want button to jump, and, um, um, one button for your special attack. You can also, I, 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 you can also just set... Uh, you can also set your shield settings. You can have the shield either come on automatically to block, you can have it turned off altogether, or you can set the shield to... Or you can set the shield to the fourth button. 
uh, where like you push the button, damage shield come up, uh, item lockers. That's a nice touch. That's probably a good idea to to actually turn on for manual control because when I played, I I almost never seen the shield uh, used. Yeah, uh, automatically, automatically, it doesn't seem to be t- t- used very much. Yeah. Uh, whereas you use it manually, it's another button, so it's another button, so it kind of adds a, so the, like, the flight adds, like, adds another layer of complexity that maybe some people don't want to deal with. But, you know, having it, um, if you're going to play or having that, having that shield set to, you uh, 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 set for the button does kind of help some, uh, like, help some gameplay features do it. So, um, do you, to pick one of five characters at the start of the game, you have your you have your 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 tip your your typical fantasy classes. Um, you have the uh, the uh, the fighter, uh, the fighter, the cleric, uh, the wizard. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm drawing a you know, you drawing a blank like a, uh, you know, like in the other two, but um, wasn't there a, a thief or a hunter or whatever? Um, yeah, there's the uh, uh, there's the yeah, there's the thief, uh, the elf, like the dwarf. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> the classes. They do play a little bit differently. Um, so there are some, you know, so there are some like differences between the classes. Not major differences, but there are some differences between them. So, um, you know, for example, like in one class, is better at magic. Another class is better at like defense. Another class, another class is better at attack. Etc. Etc. So, um, the fighter, the fighter, the fighter just suggested the uh, 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 suggested class because he's like a good, uh, a good balance like our own character when um when you're just like starting out. Yeah. So, uh, so I usually play as a fighter. Um, oh, uh, you played as a fl- the fighter. I almost said yeah. flighter. Flighter. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you fly That's around. Cool. You get some wings. <laughs> That'd be cheating. Um. Yeah, no, I played as the uh, cleric in this one. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, yeah, the clerics, the clerics mace, you know, the clerics mace has like pretty good range to it. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. So, but, like, it's a bit slow. It's uh, slower compared to the sword. Um, yeah, but he's you know, he's rim, he's uh, a the defensive. Yeah, yeah, that too. So, um, so. So as you go through the game, uh, there are power ups, uh, power ups, uh, power ups that you can get in the game. Uh, you know, like one, uh, uh, one of them, for example, like actually the bomb as a bomb that uh, as a bomb that kills all enemies like on the screen for you. Um, there are some, uh, uh, there are some, there are some power ups, and this is a feature I really like that are like that are like traps um, that you don't want to pick up because like you know one for example like freeze you like freeze you in ice for like you know t- uh, five seconds. So um, you at least you can do a neat little dance while you're stuck in the ice. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, so yeah, you know, so 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 don't blindly willy nilly go picking everything up in the game because sometimes I uh, power so the powers may be like bad for you. Um, that's what I did. Yeah, but it uh, was a bad time. Uh, there's a health gauge on the screen. Uh, there are some food items, food items that appear every now and then to give you some health back. Uh, you do go invincible for a few seconds or a few, for a few seconds after you get hit, which is very nice. Uh, there's some games like this that don't do that. Uh, that can be very aggravating to play, but also very help. difficult. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question about the health, though, because uh, sure. the health bar uh, has like different colors, and yep. I never really understood what that was on the character. I, I mean, I know there's a gradient for like boss health, but uh, when you're playing, like I, I've seen my health like partly yellow and red, and this and that. 
I think the gradient of the player just kind of reflects the gradient of just like the same kind of gradient that the boss uses. It just oh, kind of okay. reflects that. Oh, you know, okay. like you know, like you no know, green is healthy, yellow is like you know, yellow is like you're slightly wounded, red is like you're badly hurts. Um, you know, it, like it's just just there for flair. It doesn't really do anything. Um, but uh, yeah, you can also get the um, so like like as George has mentioned, every stage is a boss fight. And some you know some of these bosses are you know some of these bosses are, are a lot harder than the bosses. The difficulty of these bosses is not even at all, which is kind of a you know which is kind of a weak point of the game. I I'd argue because because rather than ramping up a difficulty for you for, for like as it goes on, I, I think some bosses early on are like very very difficult. Uh, for example, for example, boss stage two, um, uh, that day, um, uh, the uh, the one-eyed, the one-eyed uh, um, uh, golem creature. Uh, he's tough. He's a he's a he's a really difficult, like difficult boss. A little bit, a little bit unfair to throw to stage two, I think. Maybe. And it's a little intimidating when he comes on the screen with like seven bars of health. <laughs> so sometimes uh, people find things difficult, or I find them easy, and then I find easy stuff difficult. So I don't know. It's hard to gauge right now. Well, all the bosses do have patterns to them. Uh, patterns of their patterns right. of them, like at least. So uh, is there, uh, so it's, like, once you learn them, um, you know. Um, you know, like we were saying before, this game is possible to be able to go through like one credit once you get good enough at it. Um, difficulty with this game, I thought was like pretty, pretty difficult. Um, not the, not the hardest game of this type, I think, to, uh, to go through, but definitely, you know, but definitely Oh, it definitely has there. some difficulty to it, but it's not, yeah. like you said, it's not the, the hardest game out there. No, I mean, like, no. Um, you know, enemies... Enemies on the screen. There's about like maybe about like four enemies on the screen at max. I think I saw. Uh, one, I think that's right. Another one changes. Another one changes. Changes they made in points game to the Super NES. Like they reduced the number of enemies on screen at once. Uh, because again, because again, because again, they didn't want to have them like slow down or so slow down or lag there or lag affect the game like you went through it. Well, that's a shame because um, I've already seen, I've seen slow down playing this game. There's a little bit of it, but it could be like. Oh yeah, no, it's not. It's nothing egregious. It's just yeah. it's once in a while you'll see it and then it's like, oh, it, there's a slowdown. Oh, okay, now it's gone. Yeah, you know, again, yeah. you know, they're trying to port a popular, uh, uh, you know, powerful arcade game like on the Super NES. Yeah, so right. you know, there's gonna be like some of that. But uh, um, uh, most enemies, mo- most enemies, most enemies, you have to attack them like two or three times to be able to kill them for sure. Sh- do kill them for sure? Uh, there's no, there's um, you you know, unlike bosses, there's no health gauge for those, so you really don't know how uh, uh, you how much you do you how much damage they've taken. So that's like. So that's like your one like you know draws a, a downside to the game, but uh, to be fair, the arcade version of the game didn't have that either. So yeah, but um, um, and one nice feature about this game is that you after you beat the boss, um, that you get a power up. Uh, you either get like you you like uh, you, you, you the next level of your armor or the next level of your weapon, um, the next level of your shield. So, and the game would tell you as you're going through at the bottom, at the bottom of the screen, like I need your health meter, like what level you are for your. Every uh, like three things. Sometimes they're also randomly in chests. That's true too. Yes. yes. Yep. So, um, you, oh, and this gold too. The most common, you know, most common. You, it was kind of my, you know, kind of item in the game is gold, uh, which is good for points, which is good for like giving like extra lives. Right. Uh, there's a timer in this game, like most arcade games, uh, but the timer is like pretty generous. Um, you know, I, I never had a problem with the timer. The timer in the game is pretty generous. You never had a problem with it. So you know, just you know, um, 
know, it's just there to keep you moving. So. Yeah. Uh, how about the leveling up stuff? You passively level up by uh, attacking enemies. Yeah, Not defeating them, too. actually attacking right. them. Right, which is kind of strange. I can't think of a game that actually does anything like that. I can think of a modern game that does that. Oh, like which one? Uh, Castle Crashers. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I forget about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the living mechanic in the game is... Um, it's it's not perfectly implemented, but it's certainly something very unique to this game, I think. Um, it's certainly... Um, um, you know, it's... Um, it's certainly one of the more interesting, uh, like interesting ideas like the game. Um, it, I don't know um, how difficult it would be for a second player because, you know, what if they don't get enough hits in and they're kind of un- underpowered then? Well, most of the time when I'm playing a game like this with somebody else, we usually agree to like, you know, okay, I think this has green. Like, if that has outside the screen because enemies often come at you from both sides. Whenever I so. play with somebody, it usually just turns into a free for all. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, a little bit of strategy like it was a long way to help, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, strategy always helps. But, um... But yeah. it's also more fun to just have anarchy. True, but... <laughs> um, you can't hurt each other, at least. Like, thank God for that Oh, much, yeah, no, that's <laughs> terrible when you play some kind of beat-em-up and you're able to hurt each other. It's, it's like, what's the point, then? Yeah, Double Dragon the NES, like, had that option, like, they wanted to have it on. Which one? Uh... Well, uh, a Double Dragon NES, like you have it set to where you, where you, where you, where you, where you could hurt each other, or you couldn't hurt each other. Which Double Dragon? The first, the original. No, the first one you cannot play simultaneous uh, multiplayer. Well, I mean, like you know, uh, there is the. Uh, uh, I'm talking about the limited two-player option the game has, with like you know just doing the, uh, the you know, the challenge thingy. I'm, uh, I think I'm not sure what to call it. The one-on-one fight. Yes. Well, of course you have to hit each other. That's the point. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think about like. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, um, um you know, my bad. Uh, uh, it might have been Double Dragon Three. Two. It was, like, Are two you sure it was two? I know. I know. Two and three had simultaneous, but the uh, right. I know two had that option. Uh, okay. Um. Um. It was. It was one three. of them. It was. It was either two or three. Yeah. I don't I'm remember played, which one. Yeah, I've not played three nearly as nearly nearly as much as I have as two, because two I really like and three I don't, so um, uh, I but, think a lot of people will agree with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean like, you know, having two on the NES mini as opposed to one, I think is a better call there, because I think like two is the best uh two's the best game in the trilogy, but Yes, but, yes, uh, I, I think I would agree with that. But anyway, yeah, so um yeah, the, yeah, the leveling system in this game is like pretty unique. So I like so once I discovered that you know, you know, you know, that was a joy. So I think this game definitely has a couple of things going forward, and you know, eleven systems like one of them for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. But uh, so uh, so uh, so let's talk. To, so like, let's talk graphics. Uh, graphically, this game is very similar looking to the uh, um, you know, it's very similar looking like the arcade version of the game. Um, they just scaled down like, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yes. So, but it still looks um, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I think the art style in this game is gorgeous. Yeah, um, you know the uh, this, this, this stages, the stages, the stages, the stages all look like very different. Um, we didn't talk about this. Uh, there's a quick, there's uh, there's uh, this short little map screen that kind of shows you the beginning of each stage. It's just you know just pretty much like eye candy. You know, to give you the idea that you're pro- uh, 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 progressing like the progressing like progressing like progressing like you know through the kingdom. But um, but yeah. Uh, 
good use of color. Uh, scrolling effects in the background are very well done. Um, it, 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 uh, the graphics almost look, the, the graphics almost look like Arca. Uh, in watercolor in some places, I think. Um, I, I, yeah. I took a look at the arcade version. I've seen a few pictures, and uh, mm-hmm. it definitely, like... It, I mean, it doesn't look just like the arcade version, but it definitely uh, stands up to the comparison. Yeah, it's very close. Yes. It's well done. I think as far as um, I think as far as arcade Super NES ports, this is one of the best ones out there. As far as you know, graphically, uh, graphically speaking, as far as uh, maybe um, as far as as, uh, as far as as far as as far as the translation goes, goes over. Um, the enemies, your characters, your characters, like, your characters, like enemy characters, are uh, are I'd say medium medium size. They're not small, but they're, they're you know they're not small, but they're not huge. Um, you know, I, I think the size is fine for them. So, uh, the, you know, you know, they look detailed. They, they look like the character that you're playing. And as the fighter looks like a fighter, you know, the cleric, the cleric yeah, looks like a cleric, etc. Um, the boss fights are very good looking. I mean, like, oh yeah, well they're bigger, so they have a little more room yeah. for detail. Right. Exactly. But yeah, they do so, definitely look great. So, uh, yeah, yeah, graphically this game really, uh, really shows off. And then because uh, ninety four is the mid ninety four is the was like the, was like the middle level life for the Super NES. So, so like this, like this time period, you you, you like you see more and more games that really were like you know like push the push the graphical hardware of the system like quite a bit. And you know, Capcom definitely had Capcom definitely had some experience with the system on me by this point. So, um, but they, um, uh, the music in this game was done by Ayoko Shimura, who we talked about before earlier. Uh, she was one of the more famous, uh, uh, um, you know, like uh, musical designers for Capcom. Um, you know, like other companies. Um, it's a good soundtrack. I mean, it's not. I, you know, it's not earwormy, but it definitely kind of, um, but it fits the theme of the game very, very well. I think. Yes, it's it's very nice. Like you said, it, it doesn't super stand out. You know, you're not going to be like humming it or anything. But, but uh, but for the game itself, it's a good soundtrack. Oh yeah, it's definitely a nice listen. Uh, the music, the music, the, 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 the music also seems to match stage like pretty well. I thought too. Yes. Um. Sound effects of the game are pretty typical, except like you know, um, they for some reason Capcom decided it was a good idea to borrow the uh, to borrow the victory cry from the for the victory cry like in the Dungeon Dragons uh, like arcade games. Boy, I hate that. That is so aggravating because every time your character starts a stage or or wins a major fight, he raises a weapon in the air and it, it, it does like yeah sound. That sounds so freaking stupid. <laughs> also, does it when you level up. Yeah, yeah, it's true too. God, I hate that. I think and it's alright. And and that sounds directly ripped from the D and D games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know why it's here, but I hate that. <laughs> uh, definitely one of the few knocks I'm gonna give this game. So, but uh, um, oh, um, I forgot to mention this before earlier. I think of the shield. Uh, uh, you know, one of the other. One of the other one of the differences is the visit classes. Only the fighter, cleric, and dwarf like use their shield. Makes sense. So, uh, you know, like no, like the other like you know, like two two characters don't have it. Also, also, I also I also I don't know if we mentioned um, the uh, the default the default magic attack that uh, that uh, that damages the damage that kills on the screen is like both buttons. Um, typical of, like uh, fight, uh, fighting games, but you can, like I said before, the option screen you could set that to be like a single button if you want to. So, 
Ah, that's ah, that's right. But usually dead. Hmm. Um. So pack out the classes. Uh, um, you know the classes. The classes just a bit because we didn't like mention this earlier. Uh, fighters are very good at mili- uh, you know, you know the fighters are very good at like uh, physical attacks and defense. Lacks magical ability. The dwarfs are able to dodge and block attacks. A decent uh, as decent physical attack. Uh, but little magic attack. The elf has good agility and great range for archery, but it's not physically strong. The cleric has great defense, decent magic. Uh, uh, during two-player combat, he can actually like heal his comrades. Um, and he also has pretty good physical attacks, uh, but his agility is the worst in the game. And the wizard, you know, the wizard has poor defense, but very good magical attacks and quick, you know, and quick but weak physical attacks. So, uh, talking about some of the differences uh, between the arcade and Super NES version, beyond the differences we already mentioned earlier, uh, the sprite size is reduced quite a bit. If you look at the arcade version, the sprite's much bigger than the arcade version compared to the Super NES port. Um, and there's also, you know, and there's also the other, you know, you know, and there's also the other changes, changes we mentioned earlier. Uh, limitation to the elimination of the number of enemies on screen at once. Uh, graphics, graphics turned down to graphics, graphics turned down a little bit. Some of the, uh, some of the stages, you know, some of the stages, some of the stages were also changed around, like change around quite a bit too, like the Super NES version of the game. Really? Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, for example, um, uh, which stage? Uh, uh, like, in which stage is that? Um, yeah, it's like the, the arcade version, stage one, you're training like a ship, it looks like, whereas like, um, you know, if you're like a Super NES version of the game, um, you know, like, like in a plane, um, you know, it's like a planes area, um, of, of the world, so, uh, I'm not sure all the changes, you know, changes that are made, but they were, so. Huh. But uh, I, I think it's you know I think it's just a case where the programmers kind of realized that maybe certain changes that could work better on the Super NES because of the hardware limitations. Like I've had to make a guess. I honestly so, cannot tell you. So, but uh, yeah. So, um, um, so like, so how far did you get in this game, George? Like, were you able to beat it? No, but I got decently far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that, yeah. Um, I thought you may have kind of a, a difficulty, a difficult time with this game. So, um, so I shared with you a code or uh, like a code earlier to give you like a bunch of credits. Um, um, uh, we'll mention that code here like a little bit, but they, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like we're both of us, you know, both of us are playing this through emulations, of course, a save states, but you know, but uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I was able to. Get, so, plus I was able to. So, like, so I was able to beat the game after like a few tries, uh, using the, um, you know, you're using up like all the um, game credits, and credits, credits plus continuous earn that you play through the game. So, um, yeah, difficulty, the difficulty wise, like you know, like I was saying earlier, I thought this game was tough, but tough but fair. It wasn't the most difficult difficult hack and slash game I played before in the past. So, uh, I mean, it definitely, it definitely shows its arcade roots. So, uh, um, you know, um, you know, it's all kind of a well, I can't. Well, I can't say quarter muncher quarter muncher because of the super because of home port. But I guess credit like credit muncher. <laughs> Wait, you, you uh, tell me you didn't put quarters into your computer? No, oh. that'd be a bad thing. Oh, I gotta go make some calls. <laughs> um. So um. Yeah. So overall, um. So uh, this game was fun. I mean, uh, I went into the game not really knowing what to expect, but uh, it's very typical, like you know, Capcom um, and other companies, like you know, f- f- fighting slash hack and slash games this time period. And you know, I'm kind of sad I missed it because, like, uh, um, because I don't think outside of the level system, um, you know, I don't, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think this game doesn't, you know, really doesn't think like too unique. Um, 
it reminds me a whole bunch of other games. Like it reminds me of like a, you know something. Um, you know, you know, you know, I see shades of like Dungeon Dragons. I see shades of like uh, uh, Knights of the Round. I, I, I um, you know, I see shades of like Golden Axe here. So, um, it just kind of seems like you know a, a, a hybrid a combination, a combination like all the a combination like all the different games uh, that came out during this time period. But uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, like, you know, anybody enjoys uh, games of this type definitely, you know. You would definitely recommend to check it out. Uh, the arcade version of the game is, like I said, commonly available. Uh, available either meme uh, or you know, you know, as part of the Capcom collections. And the arcade version is not really all that difficult. The different Super NES version. It really doesn't matter too much. I think which version of the game you play. But uh, yeah, it was pleasant. I mean, yeah, it was a pleasant surprise. You know, I was more really than happy to. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I was more really happy to spend some time. You know, I was more really happy to. You know, but the time of playing it, uh, to be able to, to, to be able to good, to be able to get good enough to care to beat the game. So it's uh, you know uh, underrated classic, I think. Uh, not not the best game of its type, but certainly like, you know, um, you know it's certainly like a very like you know like uh, good unique games and gorgeous graphics. To gorgeous graphics and it's a very like you know, like um, unique, uh, uh, unique like gameplay elements to it. Um, well, so what was your like overall impression of the game, George? Um, it's definitely good. It's fun. I mean, it looks great. It plays well. I, it's a good conversion. It definitely is. Uh, I don't see any major flaws in it, but also it's not... It's not something that would really stand out way too far. Um, you, would, it, you would definitely have to take a look at the game for it to really make an impression on you because you can look at it and say... Oh, it's another one of those like medieval-esque beat 'em up arcade right, games. Yeah. But um, it's definitely worth a try, and it's not—it's not too difficult. Um, I don't know what it's like to play with somebody else, but I'm sure it would definitely add to the fun factor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's—it's yeah. it's, like I said, it's definitely worth a try. I don't know how much it's worth, but uh, <laughs> if it's—if it's worth it, uh, it might be worth it. If that makes sense. All right. Oh. <laughs> We will we will talk about that like pretty soon here because you know this game this game was this game is uncommon and not really noticed uh, by people like in both the arcades and the Super NES version of the game. So uh, because like I said, you know I was this is prime time when I was hanging out in arcades and I never saw this game. Uh, was do I mean it was. You know, I do remember playing like every other like, like every other hack and slash game that Capcom came out with. I remember playing both D and D's. I remember playing uh, uh, Magic Sword and you know Knights of the Round in the arcades, but never didn't play the arcades. I never saw this one. So um, yeah. and you know, yeah, and uh, yeah, this game this game quietly got released, and uh, I couldn't even find like reviews of it at the time. Um, you know, like modern opinion of the game uh, rates the game like you know like fairly well. Um, let me see. Let me let me just look up. Sorry, I should have done this earlier. Uh, let me just try to get a kind of a mobile games kind of sense for what the reviews kind of average out to be on this game. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what they would rate, but I'm sure it's at least something decent. I mean, I don't know what the arcade the arcade game was like, but uh, well, like I said, you know, I played the arcade game first, so I get kind of a comparison to compare to it. And, um, you know, and, um, you know, it's very very close. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's about like. Yeah, it's about you know three point eight to five stars. Seems to be the average like rating for it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's so. that's around what it should be. Right. So, um, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, there are so there are like yeah uh, two codes, uh, two codes that, like this game that are available to you. Um. Uh, 
one is a very minor code. Uh, it's only usable like you, um, you know, uh, if it's only usable if you're playing the game two players. Uh, uh, the code allows you to be able to play to play. The code allows you to be able to play the same class like your like your friends. Oh. Like, well, um, so both you, like both you guys, want to play like a fighter, for example. This code hmm. allows you to do that. So, do you know if that was an arcade thing where they let you play as the same thing, or I don't think it was in the arcade. Okay, uh, let me let me double check. Most arcade machines didn't have codes. No, no, no I'm not uh, saying codes. Like, like did the arcade game allow you to pick the same class? Oh, uh, I, no, I'm 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 ninety nine percent sure that okay. that didn't didn't because I can't think of any like arcade games. Uh, like we're like we were you were able to like you know pick the same class, but um, so uh, the other code of this game is when I mentioned earlier. Uh, there's a code in the game that you can use the tower screen to give you ninety nine credits, which allowed anybody to be uh, you know which allowed you know you know which allowed which allowed if you want anybody to say anybody to finish the game, so uh, glad's in here. <laughs> So, uh, I've talked about eBay pricing earlier. Um, you know, this, like I said, this was the only home version of the game that got ported. I'm frankly kind of, you know, frankly kind of, uh, I'm frankly kind of surprised that Capcom even, like, bothered porting the game to Super NES. But, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they didn't have, you know, maybe they wanted to put a game out that year because they didn't have, like, enough games, like, in the pipeline. They're like, oh, we got this three-year-old arcade game that we can port over. So, so, um, um, you know, maybe there was enough. Uh, um, you know, there is, there is, you know, you know, there is a small, this small but dedicated fan base of this game out there. Um, you know, I did see that like online, so I guess maybe there's like some, like some demand for the game. But uh, it, but it did not get a very big run. It looks like because uh, this game is one of the more pricier games on eBay for sure. Uh, outside of the, you know, the. You know, typical art, uh, uh, Nintendo first party and your know, RPG types that, that you know tend to command the highest prices. There are copies out there. It's not commonly available, uh, but you know, but the game is out there if you want to get it. There's 11 copies of the game currently currently listed right now, and 19 copies that recently sold. Uh, car pricing is typical for Super NES game varies wildly depending upon like when the game was really uh, like was sold and and how patient you're going to be. Um, George, I will. You know, like let's you know, let's play like a little, you know a small game here. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to take a stab at? Um, you know, uh, um, you know the ballpark, the ballpark figure, like what the cart goes for, like on eBay. Uh, twenty dollars. Uh, yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, go higher. <laughs> uh, forty dollars. Forty dollars is the minimum. I saw this. Uh, I, I saw this. Like, I, I saw this. Be, so at forty to ninety-three dollars. Ninety-three. Uh, yes. Oh my. Uh, CIB copies, few and far between, and they go for huge prices because of that. Uh, I saw one, I saw one box and cart copy of this game go for $75, and there's one complete copy of the game, where it's the, um, the, you know, the, you know, it's kind of rare for a CIB copy to pop up. So for whopping $225. You're killing me. 
yeah, so, um, and so because of the high price of this game, this is also a game that I saw on eBay, and uh, eBay, um, and I've not seen this happen for a long time with a game that we covered here uh, on the podcast for at least like North American with these games. Um, there's some reproductions of the game, all the uh, reproduction of the game there, of the game that was sold recently on like eBay for cheaper, uh, cheaper prices, like twenty dollars. $20-$30, yes. Because okay. um, I'd say so, this game was maybe like $30 maximum. Yeah. So, you know, we can camp out on this topic on this topic like a few minutes for, 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 for like a few minutes, George. I'd be curious to hear, uh, hear your thoughts about this. Uh, about this. And before, like I say, you know, we've not you know, you know, this is the first time first, this is the first time I've seen I've seen a North American release, uh, the first time I've seen a game of recovering the podcast since Chrono Trigger that actually had like you know, reproductions uh, like being sold side by side like along with the actual like official uh, official cards. Um I think one in the past. I'm not a collector. I do all my game playing, uh, game playing, including the uh, game playing for, uh, um, for all for all the classic systems, including this one. Uh, you know, by emulation. Uh, George is a bit of a collector. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. About, um, you know, I'm not sure if you call yourself a collector, George. But I, um, no, but I, I definitely some, collect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's some systems. You, there, yeah. There's some systems. Systems you definitely have like a, a, a you're pretty good libraries for. Uh, what would your biggest libraries are like PS1, PS2, a master system. Uh, PS2, I have a decent amount of Master System stuff, so... Yeah, I think I have more Master System stuff than, like, NES, or, uh, SNES. Right. Yeah. So, reproductions are, like, reproductions are a very controversial topic, uh, for several reasons. Um, I know some people who go so far as, uh, you know... You will say that, um, you know, an opinion on them varies wildly depending on who you talk to. Um, I know, um, you know, I know some folks, some very prominent eBayers. Uh, I'm sorry, eBayers. Yeah, be the eBay on the on the mind. Uh, YouTubers um, who go so far, like I said, you know, uh, who go so far as saying that they're fakes and they, um, they shouldn't be allowed, like period. Whereas you have other people who are like, well, you know, you know, there's no, you know, there's no harm in it. It doesn't really hurt anybody. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of the road with like my comes. Um, I have no problem. I, I have no problem. I have no problem with the reproduction as long as it clearly marks mark as being as being a reproduction. And this is where I have an issue, like an issue with this game about because the reproductions I was seeing sold on eBay, they're often like you know one or two sellers, you know, and they're always the same type. Um, the cards look very very good. They're almost they're really they're really they're really they're really like indistinguishable like the real thing, and that's the issue because uh, because the label on the front is perfect. It's a perfect match for what the actual retail copy of the game went. The only way um, you know, the only way you could tell that was repro was that you know like you know how the back of Super NES cards and you know NES and this uh, NES and Sega Master System and other systems did this also. There's a warning label on the back of the card, just like you know saying like you know warning don't expose this card to high temperatures. You know, like, don't expose this card to the shark, etc., etc., like that. Playing the game I'm talking about, George? Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like also, like, you might be able to tell what how the plastic is on the cartridge. That's true, too. Because you I can't, mean, there's no way you can make it, like, perfect, like, right. a perfect reproduction of what it was back then. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the card physically feels like. I just know looking at the pictures. There's no difference in the pictures. In the yeah, pictures that's the problem. You're, a lot of these, exactly. yeah, a lot of the times it's like you're looking at pictures and that's not the best. So, 
like in this case, like in this case, the seller not only was the seller being honest and saying it and saying in the title that was reproduction, but the cart was also missing that back label I was talking about the back of the on uh, the back of the cart like it was playing. So, like, so you could tell that it was a reproduction by looking at the pictures, but if the seller doesn't show the back of the cart and, and you see the front, you have no way of knowing that. I think that's the biggest problem. I don't think reproductions right. are a problem. I think the problem is that some people like to be a little scummy with things. Exactly. And uh, they will and. definitely sell a reproduction as, like, original or something. And right, um, I know I know there's a big problem with uh, things like uh, Game Boy Advance games, particularly oh, yeah, yeah. the Pokemon games. Oh, but yeah. um, <laughs> that's why a lot of people ask to look at the motherboard because you can tell wh- which is a knockoff and which one isn't uh, right. because of like what's printed on the on the board and the year and the logo and this and that. Uh, I know a little bit about that, but I'm no expert. But um, there there is a good amount of ways you can tell uh, what's a fake or not. Right. So yeah, you know, like these cards. You know, these cards, I'm perfectly okay with, uh, I'm perfectly okay with somebody making reproduction because I said, you know, this card is like, very, you know, somewhat rare, and like pretty expensive, but you know, the label should have, the label should have some kind of indication on it somewhere, like in my mind, at least that's a reproduction. It shouldn't say somewhere, you know, like reproduction or like, you know, copyright 2017 or something like that. Because not only is the fact that, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, the sour cream has to be scummy. But but another problem that happens happens on a regular basis, like you know, like you know, the, like like the person who has the cart may have to, uh, 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 um, you know, the cart. What happens? What happens to that cart? What happens to that cart when it gets back in the market? Like one reason or another. I mean, I mean. It's, oh right, how are you supposed to know if it's a repro or not? Then exactly. Like you know, like you know, yes. That's buyer, another thing too. Like, right. what if the buyer doesn't know and they think it's an original? Right. Then you know, people the buyer, are starting to think that the the seller is scummy. When they're not, is nothing is black and white with this. Nothing, honestly, nothing's black and white, and that's that's the biggest problem is that people like to think that everything is, but um, it's just like you don't know the situation, so don't jump to conclusions. But also, like, just just try to be mindful of things. You know, that seller could be scummy. They could not be scummy. Sometimes sellers don't know what they're selling, which is sad. But um, yeah, it's a it's a big mess, and right. I, I honestly I guess maybe they should mark if something's a repro or maybe like have something in the the plastic molding that has some kind of sign to tell that it's a repro. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just to give another example, like you know, you probably heard about this, George. Uh, Capcom last week announced like announced they're doing like a special reproduction uh, limited run of Street Fighter Two cards. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. And those cards, you know, those cards, you know, and those cards are easy to tell that they're, I know, I know that they're like reproductions, uh, because, uh, because, uh, because being like made like in molds and colors that don't match the original Super NES cards. Right. So no problem with those. Like, you know what that is, but. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, and you know, I think the buyer, the buyer, the buyer should be a little bit responsible too. In some cases, I think also because the buyer, you know, you know, if you're going to get spend a lot of money on a rare game, you should know what you're buying. I mean, like, you know, you know, having a buyer come in there and just like you know, wanting a collection and pulling you down money for something without doing any research is stupid. Um, I think, but you know, I think it's, I think, um, I think the responsibility, the responsibility, like with buyers, you know, the buyer and seller's parts. You know, the seller, the seller should try to represent what they have to the best of their knowledge and ability, but the buyer should do some research also, like what they're buying. Right. So, 
So anyway, yeah, you know, um, so I'm okay reproduction of this game being sold because I said, you know, this game is somewhat expensive and expensive, expensive. Some people out there just want to like play the game, but you know, these cards, at least, at least in this case, um, you know, I'm not happy with these cards because these cards really don't have indication except for that like missing back label that they're reproduction because at least, you know, like you were saying, George, physically, maybe the card feels a bit different, like, or whatnot, but, you know, at least as far as the pictures go, as far as the label goes, the label's perfect. You know, if the seller, you know, the seller wasn't saying it, it was, the seller wasn't saying it in the auction, in the auction, in the auction, that was, in the auction that was reproduction, and you didn't know about the, the back label, the issue, but you have no idea. So, um, you know, and, um, you know, it, uh, and so the reproductions, reproductions so like so like so far, I think it's a fair price. You, you know, repro should sell for like cheaper prices. But you know, I've seen numerous t- times where somebody's paid high money, you know, at average or above market value for a cart, and then realize later on that was a fake, and that's a big issue. That's a shame. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, and some uh, so. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's going to keep happening. Uh, you know, under this bubble, under the super NES bubble that we're in, like right now, uh, burst and some of the prices, you know, some of the prices, prices that come down to earth. You know, demand's, you know, demand's going to be out there. So, um, I'm a little surprised to see this card actually. That this season game actually had repros because it's like this is not. You expect you expect repros for like you no know, Japanese only games or like for you know you 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 know or like like role playing games like. You know, very expensive or very rare, but for a fighting game, it's it, um, you know that was kind of strange. But it, it just goes to show just how just how just how common this game is, I suppose. Yeah, I I find it weird that they're making repos for something that actually came over here. But yeah, but you know they wouldn't be making repos if there wasn't money in it. So like there must be some money in it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. You know, you know, I don't know how much how much it costs to be able to get like you know like a. Um, um, you know, uh, our card shell. I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming, like, assuming you could buy from uh, buy from a company online an actual, an, an actual, an actual Super NES card. Well, they might be. They might. Right. They might be 3D printed. True. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Uh, you know. You. Know, or they might be like Super Mario World cards that have been like you know, like you know repurposed. I don't you know, want to think about that. So I don't want to think about that, Greg. Why is that? We're getting into some mean territory here. Yeah, well, I don't no, like real. I don't like the idea of destroying games just to, you know, use the shell. That's been now. That's been, if you were if you were repurposing like old Madden PS2 games, sure, break those discs because who's going to play the old Maddens? Well, no, that's that's kind some- of a joke too. But <laughs> like, don't destroy uh, a game just to use the shell or whatever. That's that's pretty common for some systems. Like I know. Cards, for oh, example. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, like you know, because well, Twins Twins is kind of a little bit kind of Twins kind of kind of a unique situation because because those cards, especially those cards, especially for games like Combat and Pac-Man, they overproduced in such huge numbers that you know that there's really no harm. I think in just taking a few thousand a few thousand a few thousand of those cards. Um, on like repurposing them because it's like they're still finding they're still finding in warehouses in warehouses like new unsold stock of 2,600 games. Yeah, but That's how about they, the uh, uh, was it Ball Blazer the 7,800 game? Oh, the Pokey the Pokey yeah, chip. Yeah, taking out the Pokey chip. Like, That's oh man, one. yeah. That's like because- that's ridiculous. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Like, you can't manufacture one easily, sure. But right. you, you're you're not killing games, but you're ruining them. Like, mm. you can still play it, but there's no sound now. 
Um, I've heard reports that Ball Blazer's unplayable with that Pokey Chip's taken out. Oh, so really? I think in that case, because, so you yeah. are destroying the game. Yeah, the seventy hundred. That's so. Uh, the seventy hundred only had two games released before that. Released for that at Pokey Chips, right. uh, like on board uh, Commando and Ball Blazer. Right. And Pokey Chips were also used for. Uh, 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 and Pokey Chips, Pokey Chips were also using. Our, we're also using. We're also using our uh, Atari arcade games and Atari computers at uh, like a time period. So it's, it's like people, like people also like, like people are also like you know taking the Pokies out, you know to save them. Um, you know, to use it for those systems as well, and not just like you know other like you know games. But um, I know Atari Age has has mentioned has mentioned mentioned other mentioned mentioned that there is a project a project in the works. We're trying like you know like um, making ship uh, making ship that will be the equivalent of Pokey instead of used for homebrews. Oh, that'd be really cool because I just so like you're you're tearing this apart, and it's like oh come yeah. on. Yeah, that's a real shame. So yeah. it's like, but, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so just to, you know, so yeah, buyer beware when it comes like, you know, like, uh, you know, like games out there, like, you know, don't assume, you know, this game's, you know, this game, I think is a perfect example. This game, this game, you would not assume whatever, uh, not assume, not assume would have reproductions out there for it. You know, like, you know, like, you know, just, just be careful. Even like, you know, even like a somewhat common game, you know, might be, um, you know, um, but you don't know what it is, so it's just like so it's like do a little bit of research, research, research on it. Um, you know, in you know, in this case, in this case, I in this case, I will at least give the seller credit for saying clearly in the auction that's reproduction, which is why you know, which also which also begs the question, you know, you know, I'm surprised eBay didn't, didn't flag and take it down because you're not supposed to do that. Um, um, but but anyway, but then they uh, don't make money. Well, yeah, eBay is more than happy to turn the other cheek, but it's one of its purposes. But um, in this case, in this case, the biggest issue I had was the fact that you know, the label didn't really have anything on saying, like saying, I think it was a repro. You know, my fear is like, you know, what happens like five, ten years when that cart ends up back in the market for one reason or another, and maybe the person who sells it doesn't, um, he doesn't know that. So, you know, it hurts, you know, hurts the market. And it hurts everybody, unfortunately. Do you ever but. think they're going to be like PlayStation repros? There are in some cases. I mean, like, there you know, are. Yeah, hmm. I, I definitely, you know, I definitely, I definitely played repros, repros, like repros of CD of CD-based systems uh, games. I never heard uh, of that before. Well, I'll give you. Well, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Like you know, rare. Uh, a rare game, rare, rare game, viable, viable that I wanted to, uh, viable game that I wanted to play, uh, uh, Snatcher, like the Sega CD. Uh, I really wanted to play that game when I had a Sega CD, but yeah, but even, you, but even 15 years ago, physical, physical, physical copies of the game were hugely expensive because, like, the game um, is very, very popular. So you know, I, so like a friend of mine said, you know, yeah, I have the game. I'll just, I mean, I'll just, so. It was, so, you know, I would just like burn a new copy because you know being early, being early CD-based system, there was no copy protections on it. So um, he just sent me, uh, so we just burned a copy of the game on a CDR. Sent me the copy, uh, sent me the game. It played fine. Well, that's and, kind of different. That's that's more of like a piracy type of thing than like but when I the, reproduction. But, you know, but when I sold the Sega CD later on, uh, I did not include that disc, uh, uh, the disc with it, just like destroyed it. Uh, because, uh, because the only thing I wanted to do was play, play the game. I played the game, so you know it was done. That you know, is I, a good I, game, though. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, it's a great game. Oh, it's yeah. really a shame. Uh, 
you know, you know, it's a shame I had to resort to that because you know, if it happened, if the game happened, if the game had been like released for PlayStation or, or something else or something else, uh, I would, you know, I wouldn't have it to to to, to, to get it that way. And but, now you, you know, can emulate like, it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now you can. So, but uh, um, but uh, yeah. So I mean. Uh, um, I have seen, I have seen, um, I have seen certain, I have seen certain PlayStation games, uh, you know, like CDRs of them like floating around, or like you know, like uh, um, you know, like very, very close copies to it. So, um, you know, because there are some, you know, there are some like expensive PlayStation games uh, like out there. So, yep. So. But anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is so this is so like so like I'm saying this, this is, like I'm saying this is the first time since the, 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 this is the first time uh, uh, like since Chrono Trigger uh, that a game we covered in the podcast I've seen reproductions for, and that was kind of just like a, um, you know that was like eyebrow raising. So um, so yeah, I mean, so so yeah, if you, if you just want to play the game, twenty bucks I think is a fair price for it. Um, understand that you're getting like a repro. Um, Unless you're a collector, I, as, uh, as good as the game is, I don't know if forty bucks is worth it. Is worth it. Uh, like I said, like I said, the the uh, uh, the, the arcade version of the game is pretty commonly available in this like Capcom collection, so you can also on uh, um, so you can get the game that way if you want to, and it plays really, it plays really the same. Because like I said, this is like a very very good port of the Super NES. So you're really not really missing anything by playing the arcade version. This is the Super NES version of the game, so you can't but, play uh, three people though. Well, well, that's that's not a problem. That, that's not a problem. You don't have anybody you know, play with. That's not a problem. It's a solution. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to play but, this game by myself. But how would the how would the 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 PlayStation PlayStation the PS2 didn't have a didn't have more time available to it, did it? Yeah, there were like two different. I know there's okay, one official right, yeah. one, and I think there was yeah, okay. one or two others that were unofficial. No, I didn't but yes, that. there yeah. was definitely yeah. a multi-tap. There's a multi-tap for the PlayStation. There's a multi-tap for the PlayStation Two. Okay. And actually, um, I think there yeah, it probably is. Why would there be a multi-tap? There's four ports. Oh, oh, oh! Is there four ports? Okay, yeah, I forget about that. Yeah. Um. So- but uh, what's interesting is the there's a multi-tap for the PS2 where. Uh, you can only use it for the fat PS2, which is interesting. I think hmm. I think it might be because of how the PS2 is constructed and it won't fit the slim. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, there there yeah. are multi tabs out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I imagine that the three player mode for the uh, the three player the, the, the three player mode that the arcade version op- offers just fine then like at the collection. Maybe I don't know. Um, Maybe we can check that out at some point. Uh, the PSP version, the PSP version probably supports like you know like new uh, network play. So that's probably the highlight uh, of the multiplayer. I don't know. I think you're giving them too much credit for that. That's a decent really? amount of work. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um. I, I've never played it, so I can't tell you. But you know, I, I do know some. Uh, I, do, I do remember playing like one PSP game, uh, like the network. So, but uh, um, oh yeah, there's a lot of PSP but, games that do yeah. network stuff. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, yeah, forty bucks I think is kind of like overpriced like to the game, unfortunately. Um, yeah, like twenty bucks. I think like um, thirty would be my maximum for this. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, this game plays just fine emulation. Though, thank God for that much. So. Oh but, yes. Uh, so, yeah, you know, definitely an underrated game. Um, you know, definitely fun. 
Uh, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, like I said, you know, I'm a big fan of games, uh, of games of this type, so, so this is like, you know, a definite blast to play, and, uh, and, you know, thank you again to, uh, to Andrew, to Andrew, like, the game suggestion, because, uh, this was, this was, this was a lot more fun to talk about than, uh, I've been talking about, you know, in the last game, so that's for sure. <laughs> what was the last game? I totally forget what it was. Doom, unfortunately. I, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure, I was just, like, covering my bases. <laughs> okay. Um. But uh, yeah, um, next time on the podcast we're covering we're covering a doozy. We're covering a classic. Um, so uh, Doom Two. <laughs> that that would have been a, yeah, that would have been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a doozy. But uh, yeah, it's like, whew, some of the some of the home ports of Doom Two are not even <laughs> do not even that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but seriously, uh, seriously, what game are we covering next time, George? Earthbound. Yes, one of the one of the tried and true, like much beloved, much beloved classics for the Super NES. Another game, another game where reproductions are, are, are very, very common uh, for it. Um, but you know, even though the, on the upside, yeah. you can actually pay Nintendo to get it digitally on your console machine. A years, yeah, it's a couple of years ago. It's finally, you know, you know, it's finally, you know, you know, for the you've been a long time. Nintendo was saying they couldn't they couldn't release the game digitally because they couldn't get they got the rights issues the rights issues sorted out. But they finally got around that release digitally a couple years ago. So it's, it's just, but just thank God for that. Right there on the Wii U. I don't know if it's on anything else. I think it is. After after you have to confirm that. But but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, this is a game also that there is, and this is a game that does have some problems. Prob, prob, probably playing, probably playing like an emulation. So if, like, we'll does? talk about that. Yes. Now I want to know. <laughs> um. Well, uh, well. You I'll can tell me later. Show. Yeah, but just like, but you know, just like real, real quick, just to mention it. Uh, depending upon the version of the game, uh, there's a the, the, the games, the games Watchdog can detect can detect earlier versions of the games and makes the game like much more difficult by putting a lot more enemies uh, show up. Show up in the game from the games like random encounters. Hmm. And there's, there's also a bug way at the end of the game, where a certain version of the game playing through emulation, uh, uh, the game locks up during the final boss and like raises all your save files. Are you sure that's a bug, or is that a feature for pirates? Well, you I can, know they have that for the. Um, they had that for the NES Earthbound, the NES Mother, because they did oh, they yes, did port yep. it all those years ago, but they never released it. True. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Again. Yeah. Again. That game. Early version of that game uh, had the same issue. But again, also that game was released too on on the virtual yes. console, which is crazy. Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And Mother Three's been trans- so Mother Three has been translated by fans. That's too. Oh yeah. Too For f- years it's been. Yes, that game's out there too. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, we're very interesting. Very interesting. Very weird, quirky franchise. So Earthbound should be a lot of fun to talk about. Definitely. But, uh, Anyway, as always, we, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate your support very much. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, and you can also check us out on our Facebook page. Um, um, so, uh, so um, you can also yeah, I, I can message on there. So you can also email me directly if you want to at the SNES Podcast at Yahoo.com. We're always open to game suggestions, ideas, comments, comments that kind that kind of stuff. Um, we are a proud member of the retro, uh, retro Junkie Throwback Network. We can find a whole bunch of other uh, retro-themed podcasts, both gaming and non-gaming related. Um, originally, also together, do the PlayStation Power, Power Podcast, where we talk about PS1 and PS2 games. Yes. Uh, just warning that just warning that podcast is not family-friendly, so... Um, 
but uh, um, but, but George, but George also does one other, one other, one other game podcast. Uh, and what podcast is that, George? Master System Masterpieces. We cover Master System games. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Pretty, pretty interesting games. Said you guys have covered, you know, recently too. But yep. But yeah. Uh, so all right. Um, that's 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 gonna wrap this up. I think. Um, as always, thank you for joining us, George. Um, you know, very much appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And uh, and uh, and uh, we will see you guys again in two weeks. Goodbye. Take care, all. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power.